shit. Yeah. You've been displaced for uh, several months now. Now back in the 900 square foot dungeon. I was going to say, it's probably worse places to get displaced than you know, your parents' Newport house. Yeah. yeah. In, Mex- in Mexico. <laughs> in Mexico. Vol- in Florida. Yeah. Voluntarily well, displaced. Just a little, little sample of the nomad life. I adjusted well. I was living out of a suitcase. Didn't even mind. Living out of a suitcase? What are you talking about? You were like eight minutes away from your, your apartment. Yeah, but I still had to bring like suitcase of like clothes and my work shit over. I wasn't running Ooh. back to my house to change every day. Living out of a suitcase, this guy. Yeah, I, li- I literally brought a suitcase from Mexico home, from home to my parents, my parents to Florida, Florida back to my parents, and then finally brought it back home where I unpacked this past weekend. And when's the next time you're packing that thing back up? Probably Austin. Austin. Yeah. And no, no travel on the agenda before then. Have we even looked up like what we want to do when we're there? No, we got to do that. Um, it's like a, is it like a bumping downtown area? I don't know anything about Austin. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. supposed to be I pretty mean, cool. There's a yeah, couple I, streets, like I think Sixth Street uh, is like the really crazy area where people even say like it's not worth going to. It can sometimes be dangerous. Um, but. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. There's another uh, street called Rainy Street, which I never went to when I was down yeah, there. Yeah, that's supposed um, to be cool. Yeah, that's supposed to be cool. So I'm sure we'll be there. Barbecue on the agenda, without a doubt. Mm. Stalking Rogan. So, hey, I'd be down to see a comedy show. I don't think his club's open yet, but I'd be down to see a comedy show at the other place. Like where all of the where does he normally hang play? out. Um, or not play, but perform. Yeah, two two places. The Creek in the Cave is one of them. And then what's the other? Let me go. We should probably look now, right? I mean, I imagine those things are hot. Tickets. Yeah, I, I think they're like similar to like the comedy store where like you just have a bunch of people pop in and do 10 minute sets. So there's probably not like a lineup you can buy. But we could just buy tickets for the day, like yeah. if we get in that Thursday or Friday. Um, Comedy Club, Austin. So I mean, sure, name I, I recognize there's got to be some cool like uh, capital stuff, you know, like some of the. Yeah, I never went there either. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking. I mean, I, I don't know how far that's away from like the main downtown. I'm assuming it's can't be that far, but um, there's a cool spot. I think I told you guys that's on like Lake Travis that we can at least get a drink or something to eat there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't think we'll have a shortage of things to do. It'll be fun. I can't wait. Do a little recon at uh, Rogan's compound. I'm sure he's got quite the security. It's fucking sniped from 300 yards. Hey, do after uh, the Chappelle thing, you guys saw that. I'm sure security is going to be up. That's messed up, dude. (laughs) That is is messed up. It was a trans dude, too, or a trans lady, whatever they identify as. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't hear that. So I saw, the community. I saw, I saw, I just saw the photos of them basically mauled into oblivion. Dude, he got the shit beat out of <laughs> him. Shit. Yeah. I hope that was worth it. Idiot. Absolute idiot. What a wild show to be at though, dude. You see Chris Rock, Chappelle, and that whole fucking scene. Like luckily Chappelle's a G. Imagine if that happened to like Amy Schumer or somebody. I mean, she'd stop the tour. Yeah, she, she she would need to cut another couple months to recharge and reset. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, all right, well we've got a myriad of stuff. We can start with our C's. We do we really feel good about 
game two? Uh, what, do, what do you think? I, I did. I mean, yeah. I didn't feel great, but I felt like after game one, I felt a scale of zero to 10, a three. I was pretty discouraged. I was like, we really got to show up high energy, playing good defense, getting good looks game two. And that's exactly what we did. And I agree with you. the second half. The offense was stagnant. Um, we just got to keep making adjustments. Like the, the way Van Gundy talked about the game, all he brought up was us shooting threes. You would have thought we were losing Jerry the whole game. Not happy with the broadcast. It, it was just, it, it was obnoxious. Like we all agreed. Of course, we don't want to lot shoot 43s a game. But he just kept yeah, but saying, isn't that kind of like our game? Like, I mean, we do a lot of drive kick and totally, but, freeze. but you gotta, you can't expect to win every night doing that because you're gonna have the nights the shots don't fall, right? Like, sure. I want a balance, I want a balance attack. Yeah, so I, I, and we, I felt we played best the first half when we were fucking taking it to the hoop, you know what I mean? Never, exactly. Everyone was collapsing, and then we were tossing it yep. out. I mean, yep. it, we were in control of that first half. You're up 25 at the half. It was awesome. Yeah, was 65 to 40, I think. And I think they got it down to what? 14 was the closest they got it down to. Yeah. yeah so it never really like got that. close. It felt closer than it was. Yeah. You were just waiting for Giannis to go on a run. Right. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hor- Horford's uh he's doing very well against him. Like he's yeah. you're never going to shut down someone like Grant Giannis. too. Grant, yeah, totally. Yep. He's a brick shit house, that guy. It's awesome. Those thick, those thick boys, him. they can handle him. Yeah, Grant's got to be like what 230, 240? Oh, yeah. Easy, dude. I would think so. He definitely wasn't that big in college. He beefed up a lot. I think he like figured out like I'm not gonna be able to play the way I did in college. So I'm gonna have to play to my strengths and just get bigger. And but he wasn't shooting like D this guy. in college, right? Not that not I remember. As much. He played more down low, didn't he? He was like, yeah, he, he was kind of all over the place. He certainly wasn't just like a spot up three guy. Like he was like the focal point of Tennessee's offense. Dude, it's like in, every um, time he shoots college. like recently, it's like, okay, this is going in. Well, dude, which is crazy. Just, this, season, this year he shot 40% for the, for the year. I mean, that's crazy. It's almost every, sucked. every other time. Yeah. He sucked at shooting the last two years too. So this was like a massive improvement. It's, it's yeah, taken look- him from like a guy who will get random bench minutes, a key rotation player. Yeah. I mean, obviously happy about the win. I'm a little concerned that we're shooting 53s a game. Um, I don't know how sustainable that is. At some point, we're going to have to mix it up a little bit. But then again, there were a lot of the TNT coverage. They keep saying that like the Bucks strategy against the Bulls was kind of what they've done against us. They're going to give us pretty much every three we want. And they're going to live with the consequences, but the bulls couldn't really shoot. I guess they're not a good three point shooting team. We actually are a pretty good three point shooting team. So that could end up altering, um, was it Budenholzer or whatever? Um, yeah. his name is his game plan a little bit going into game three and four. I'm just happy we get at least one more game in Boston. God forbid something happens in, in Milwaukee. Um, I mean, they're it, it's stunning. Like the level of talent on Brooklyn and how different of a team they look compared to Milwaukee. It's like, it looked like we, like you compare these two games. Now we were in control of this game, but it, nothing was necessarily like easy. Our guy, like JB just went off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you recovered big time from game one. Yeah. Like makes that Brooklyn series look like we were playing a fucking JV team. And I know the games are close, but 
Yeah. You know, it, it always felt like we were getting what we wanted. Because team teams are polar opposites. Like Brooklyn's so soft, all finesse, like not hustlers. And this team is just so athletic, so big, so strong. You got Pat Connaughton, these guys that are just like grinders playing minutes. Dude, Drew Holiday is like Drew Holiday better yeah. under There's the basket dog. than most like power forwards and centers. Dude, he league. was backing exactly. down Al Horford <laughs> it was nuts. several times. Yeah. I was like, With wow, ease. what the hell are you doing? With ease. With ease. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I, dude, if Middleton was playing. Yeah. That, that's, that's the part like Jesus Christ. Like I, I know we had a barrage in game two, but yeah, to your point, Ty, I, I think about that. I thought about that. Every game is like, fuck, I'm really glad Middleton's not here. Cause we are having a hard time as it is with the guys out there. Yeah. So, and he's yeah. like, he's call ourselves he like in the playoffs. Like he seems to, especially against us. Total he always seems to have a game yeah. or two where he blows up against us. Yeah. Last year he was, um, you can argue, you can argue he was the MVP of that team. I mean, Giannis is going to do what Giannis does, but Middleton was, was the second guy that they needed. And he came up big in the playoffs all year last year. So it's almost not like very lucky. Like it, 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 it's fun in a way, but also like discouraging in a way to watch Giannis. It's like it's not even fair. Like it, it it's like it's it's a such a different style of basketball. Like it, all he does is like wait to get a little bit of space. Like yeah. nobody comes out and plays him, right. which I which I think they should do because when he gets a full head of steam, he's unstoppable. You, you can't you physically can't stop him without fouling. And those like yeah. arms that are seven feet long. You know, even if you get, even if he stop, like gets stopped, his his hands like at the rim. By the time someone right. slows it's him like down, Mister Fantastic, his fucking arms just stretch out. So I was just I, thinking, like, I don't know if it worked, but like, why aren't we just coming out a little bit further so he doesn't have all that steam going into someone's chest? I, I think I'd rather give him. Cause Jared and I were talking about watching the game last night. I think I'd still, I think I'd keep the strategy that's that they've gone with the first two games because yeah, I agree. It's like he gets ahead of steam. He's impossible, almost impossible to stop, but I'd, I'd rather us be set up in the interior mm. than go out and meet him to take a shot. Like maybe take a shot. He's probably not going to hit anyway. Like how many, yeah, I'm all for giving him those shots. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I guess because eventually he's not going to hit every shot when he drives to the rim, but there's definitely like times in the third quarter, he was gassed. So he was settling for like the tough twos and the threes that I'll give him every, if we lose because of his shooting, I'll, I'll sleep well at night. Cause that's what you want him to do. I, I like, I like the strategy at the moment. Um, I, I think it's better if they, we let him come to us, even though, it, like you said, it's like a freight train coming down the tracks. Yeah, like, dude, time. Will, uh, time Lord cannot guard him. No. no. Yeah, he's kind of been exposed for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the body. He's no. not strong. Right? No, he's no. not at all. Great shot blocker, but... That's not his kind of game. He, he's yeah. not going to bully people, but that's why you have a Grant Williams and an Al Horford. You know, and it's Thank lucky we have that. God for those chodes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I guess it's like they, they didn't really get into, although we did like towards the end, but that's why I was kind of surprised when I said to you guys like that, we're not throwing Tyson there just for a body and some fouls. But I guess we really haven't gotten into foul trouble with the, with the big guys yet. No, they, they, they've they been playing good defense. And they had a short rotation last night, especially without Marcus, like with seven guys, right, Jared? Yeah, yeah he seven. Needs, he needs to come back. Like, he will. He's as tough I mean, as nails. If for nothing else, just to give guys that, 
eighth person to rotate. Yeah, I mean, agreed. How uh, again? Like, I'm maybe I'm being too critical. Derek White has <laughs> sucked in this playoffs. He's okay. I, I don't what dislike has he him. Done? He, like last night, a, he turned the ball over by stepping out of bounds like two or three times. He's yeah, been a serviceable, I, I shots. serviceable facilitator. Agreed. Him missing every shot is pretty frustrating, especially like, the wide open threes. I, I think Pritchard's outplayed him by a mile. But White's got White is significantly more physical. And I think is I think better Pritchard's at switching. A good defender. I think he's an okay defender. I think they he's, really he's like... a little undersized though. Sure. Yeah. D- but he's D- got Derek a good White, like core. White's got the heart of Marcus Smart. Maybe a little less. 80% of the heart of Marcus Smart. And is physical enough where I think he switches much better than Pritchard. Yeah. yeah defensively, he, you're probably right. But he, his arms go down to his ankles. Like he's, he's just like not an option. A, and like he doesn't no. even look to score. Like it was a, a, so a time weird. or two, he's going to the hole, and it's like, dude, lay the ball in the hoop. Yeah, he there and Van Gundy, I think, said it like a hundred times, but they were like driving to the hoop, and all they were thinking was, where am I going to pass the ball? Oh yeah, and there yeah, was a couple and, and times that's... where like they had a layup and threw out. Agreed. Of so yeah, it's like, everyone's dude, abandoned to the fucking hole. Right, they they've abandoned the. Uh, driving to the hole like it's yeah. all just it's only to set up the outside shots and i just don't know how sustainable that is um for three more wins i don't know i mean it's gonna right. be interesting P- prediction time mo what do you think for the series i, I think celtics in seven because even email agrees with us he said in the post game yesterday he's like i don't know why we're acting scared or take it to the paint it's not like they have like these crazy shot blockers down there. It's just Brooke Lopez. Like e- even Giannis, he's like half in the paint, half out of the paint. So I think they adjust, they take it to the hole, but it's tough as nails series. We win in seven. Adam. Yeah. Celtics in seven. I initially said six. <laughs> Definitely was riding a little high for the net series. Um, yeah. Celtics in seven. I'll be bold. Celtics in five. We're wow. winning out, boys. We're winning out. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Let's go. I mean, I hope you're right. It'd be great to win it either way, whether it's five or seven in Boston. That would be awesome to win it in the yeah. garden. You guys going? I, I looked at tickets after I left yesterday, Adam. The, the cheapest seats were yeah, it's... No, nosebleed balcony behind the basket, 186 a ticket for next Wednesday for game five. I mean, you guys don't give a fuck about where you sit. One eighty six. No, I mean, that's that's not like that's outrageous. a lot. That, no, it's a lot. It ends for up being seat, ends but. up being over two hundred with the taxes yeah. and all that. Yeah, which sucks. I we gotta find, we gotta find a connect with some face value tickets. Who's willing to sell them? That's like my goal in life. <laughs> One of them. First, first goal in Mo's life: find. Uh, a ticket salesman who will give him face value Celtics <laughs> tickets. Second, fire. Yeah. In that order. That'd be awesome. Uh, has Sean been going to the games? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, usually he like posts on Instagram if he's there. Those, those are company tickets. Okay. So they bring clients sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, I'm sure somebody's using them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those, those seats are not empty. That's for sure. I mean, being in those seats, dude, for a, for a Yoffs game. I, I did see some the tickets offs. that were like cl- close to his, maybe a little bit further away for like 400 a seat. And oh, like, I do that'd that. Be a, 
I was like, that'd be a pretty awesome splurge. I'd do to that. Be... It, but like, it would have to be like game seven. Yeah, now, I'm sure it's more for game seven, but like, or it needs to be like game, a yeah. Game, game two is not going to cut game. it. Clinchable game. Game. I, I kind of if I'm going to pay that much money, I kind of want that. I, I like need that experience. Yeah. Like when we went to the um, Celtics double overtime win with IT over the Wizards, I'll never forget that. That was that one of the electric. coolest. That was the coolest last sporting event of my life. IT yeah, and you guys were three hundred yards from the court, and you it was still awesome. had back at a time. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, we had we had solid seats. I, There's it no wasn't terrible really, seats in the garden. Yeah, we weren't. It, they weren't nearly as expensive as the ones that Jared was talking about, but it was. You know, good view. We had we didn't miss a thing. So if you guys know a guy, Mo's looking for some face value seize tickets. Priority maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it on LinkedIn or something. I just I just listened to the latest uh, Dave Portnoy show, and he said that his connect like just gives him floor seats whenever he wants them. Like, that's another he, that's another thing ask. on my bucket list. So I would I would love floor seats just once in my life. I've only done floor seats for like college, not NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, I didn't care not, about the not game, quite the same. So still like you get that experience you get to understand like why it's so different and like you can hear the players oh yeah like you can see them sweat i mean you're that close it's wild yeah mm-hmm. um you can dream uh, yeah exactly um i guess we can move on to the second most important story of the day woman's I mean, rights huh I'd how do you guys for, feel I, about abortion I, i'd ask for mo's reaction but i mean the celebratory text we got when this leaked is unnerving. I mean, uh, my religion is a big part of my identity, my faith and a life is a life. So I, I guess I'll start with a question there. Like I was trying to think like if there's a specific reason why religious people have like specifically such a moral objection to it at all, like in any circumstance, is it, is it just like that life's a life thing? Like, or is there something in the fucking Bible that like causes them to have this reaction? Like, cause I don't really know the answer to that question. I don't know oh, you always sure. hear about speculate. it. Like yeah. within that religious faction of the country, right? It's, yeah. you know, polls pretty high. Well, so. like, I think like the sanctity of, I know that I know we're not just talking about marriage, but the sanctity of marriage and, and, and religious, um, Texas is like and i guess prime, like, even like, like even um like uh what's it called contraception right where yeah you yeah, that's what i was gonna yeah, say like they, they don't even they don't, like that no i mean there's a reason all of our irish catholic or catholic in general um grandparents or grandparents had a shit ton of kids yeah yeah like the only thing i can think of is like having a baby is like a gift from god and right. by killing it, you're taking away that gift from God. I don't know what else it would be. It's got to be I, something along those lines. Uh, I've read can... like people saying it's just like they equate it to like murder. Like I mean, a, yeah, because it's actual like what do they call those? Not just sins, but are they like deadly sins or something? Commandments. No, no, no. I don't think is, that's is it. Do not, not, is do the, not the, the tenth commandment, commandment is is not you know do not thou shall kill not kill thou shall not baby. have an abortion. <laughs> But it is is thou, thou shall not kill? Enter our Planned Parenthood. Thou shall not kill is one. That's yeah. my point. That's my point. They look at it as just murder, as killing. Yeah. So they see it as violating a commandment. Sure. I mean, I, I could see that. You know, okay. 
and those good trustworthy stones that came down and <laughs> came down from high. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good old Noah's or whoever it was. Abraham. What's the guy's was, name? I think it was the, I think it was Moses. Abraham. Well, was I mean, Moses. like obviously, was it Moses? Right? Like, yeah, yeah. He was, you know, he's that... the only one who heard the rules. Like that—that's not just in religion, right? Obviously, that's like a a rule everybody lives by, right? You don't, yeah, you don't yeah. kill your neighbor. You don't, um, yeah, you don't literally need against the law. Which I think, which is the entire reason why this is so complicated and complex, is because, I mean, we're talking about ending a life right i mean you can't get around that fact you know i guess maybe like early term abortions you can argue whether it's what do they call it like viable or something um could argue whether that's like not taking a life but like i was thinking about it dude like i never like obviously you know i i've never had a kid so I i never thought about it but now that she's erica's pregnant I at least I know what a 22 week old baby looks like, right? Yeah. I've fucking seen it in the ultrasound. I mean, it's a human. <laughs> it's it's fucking kicking, it's sucking its thumb, it has hiccups like, you know, it's a real fucking human being. So, you know, obviously How how big is so. it maybe at 22 months, do you know? 22 months, it's yeah. uh it's probably walking at that point <laughs> 22 weeks <I> mean. <laughs> wait <laughs> 22 weeks yeah um i don't know she's got this app that like tells her how big it is yeah it's like you know the size of a cauliflower thing or whatever i don't know all right yeah. that's, that's that's decent sized yeah yeah i'll say yep so uh, we'll, we'll do this we'll just I'll, I'll ask you guys kind of what your immediate reaction like gut reactions were to it adam so my immediate reaction was, you know, I, I've, I've definitely felt bad um, about the decision in the sense that, you know, you have the Supreme Court making a decision who is going to impact only one group of our population where the people who made that decision are men or not all men, but men were involved in it, having a decision over what a woman should be able to do with their body. That was my initial reaction. And then like taking a step back, obviously things change, but I mean, it's pretty shocking. I mean, that's been for half a, half a century. That's been the status quo in terms of, you know, the, the, the idea that a, a woman has the right to choose whether or not to abort a baby. And it's a very sensitive topic. It's like one of those things that if you're at like a, you know, how a family party, oh, yeah, you, you, yeah. you don't, you don't bring up abortion. You don't talk about it. It's Trump, you, or, you, Trump and abortion. That, those are yeah. Just you, you guys don't bring up abortion at family parties. No. That... <laughs> yeah. This isn't the Morelli household. We don't like to bring that up. Um, but yeah, we, to- it's... we toast to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was definitely like shocked because especially with the leak part of it, because the decision hasn't technically been made yet um, by all accounts. So the fact that it was leaked is very strange. I know we, we talked about our theories related to that, and that could be a separate discussion, but definitely pretty shocked to hear it uh, on Monday night. Mo, give us the PG version. Don't, <laughs> don't tell us that you were actually popping bottles of champagne or anything. 
No, I, I, I'll give you three bullets, three, three waves of emotion. First way, if felt kind of similar to Adam, like I, I would definitely say I'm pro-choice. Um, I think, you know, it should hundred percent be up to a woman to choose what to do with her abortion. And I was like, Oh God, here we go. Um, you know, there's going to be a crazy response to this. Um, and then as I read the actual bulletin or like the, you know, first two or three paragraphs of it, and it very clearly does not give an opinion on being pro-choice or pro-life. It give it says that there is nothing in the constitution that says abortion is a right. Therefore, it should not be have any opinion from the federal government. It should be decided by the people who are duly elected to represent their constituents with your state and local governments. Like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like that totally makes a lot of sense. Um, and then the third bullet point, third that like, kind of way of I after like thinking about the leak and kind of people saying, oh, this isn't good that this leaked and all that. Is like, oh, this was 100% an inside job by the Dems to try and like get this in the mainstream narrative before midterms and try and use this in a political move. Like, I would not be surprised at all if we find out that's why it leaked. Yeah. I mean, my, my first thought, obviously, aside from the same feelings you guys shared, was just like, fuck. This is all we're gonna. This is all we're gonna hear about now. Exhausted for, already. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, from literally now until who knows when, right? I mean, it'll be the biggest story in the country, just nonstop. So, I mean, it'll be somewhat interesting to see how everything plays out. But it's like, I mean, the internet has just been set ablaze, and like I, yeah. I, I, you know, and I, and I saw someone's. Um, it was just some random fucking idiot on Twitter. But, you know, I, I was like looking at someone's tweet and then I scrolled down, looked at some replies and, you know, someone had mentioned they were like, let's just all keep in mind that like Twitter does not represent the general public. Totally, and, dude. Like a very small amount of people are on Twitter. And of that small amount of people, a large amount of those people are like disproportionately more active and engaged in politics. So. You know, I was like, well, you know, at least like hopefully the country's not going to burn down or anything based on what you see on Twitter. But it's like, whew, this is just this is going to be exhausting. Like you said, well, if Elizabeth Warren had to say people. Oh, my burning. God, dude. How how cringe was her yelling voice? Yeah, I mean, it sounds exactly I, how I would have expected it sounded. She's the biggest fraud there is. <laughs> yeah, it's just all like it's just so much theater for me. Yeah, like, it's just obnoxious. Um, one other so, quick thing I'm yeah. a little disappointed in our collective podcast internet presence we didn't really on any of our uh, individual accounts none of us shared our thoughts on social media I'm a little bummed out that we didn't do that we really was I'm just waiting to get all the facts here. yeah <laughs> and then I'll share my memes Dude, I mean, so the, many the, memes the, and posts we, the meme this, this could have been us and, I mean I should just change that to the like cover art for our podcast what the one you sent in text <laughs> oh of the, of the uterus yeah yeah <laughs> i mean who I mean, are we as people if we don't post incessantly on on social media about this who are we i don't know I, i'm being told to shut the fuck up and i'm also be told make sure your voice is heard so make a statement but don't say a fucking word because right? <laughs> oh, you. you're a white male you don't get an opinion on 
abortion, even though Roe versus Wade was decided by a Supreme Court of all white males. Yeah, so like that, the, that's fir- the funny, first time. That's like a funny, ironic part about the outrage. It is. Right? It is. Yeah, totally. It's like everyone, like, like literally, they have diluted the word democracy so far that it literally doesn't mean anything anymore. It, it's like Nazi when Trump was president. Everybody yeah. was a Nazi then. Yeah. Or and now everything is a, a fight for democracy. And yep. I thought like, you know, I don't fucking know a ton about the Supreme Court and, you know, how they operate, what they do, what they don't do. But I thought re- reading Green- uh, Greenwald's piece. He's the man. Like He's helped, always so spot on. Helped me make sense of it. And he's like, in order to advocate for Roe v. Wade standing, like you have to understand you're not advocating for democracy. You're advocating against what would be democracy. And I was right. like, that's an, that's I've never looked at it that way. But I, I, me personally, I'm 100 percent OK with the Supreme Court having that type of power over this situation. And we can get into why. But um, your second point, Jared, about how you kind of changed a little bit of how you thought about the whole thing, just based on like what the actual language was like, what, what do you expand on that? Yeah, because I, I just think like my initial response was very in line with all of the memes that we've seen on social media over the last 48 hours of who are you to tell us what to do with our body, right? Like everybody's so outraged. Women's are losing rights. Women are becoming second class citizens again. But when you actually understand what they're saying, they're, they're saying the opposite. They're saying, OK, there is no law passed like there is in the Constitution or the Voters Rights Act or the Civil Rights Act that we can point to saying abortion is an inalienable right for an American citizen. And I think it was done basically under the purview of like the right to privacy. Right. I think it wasn't privacy. It was a different term they used, but it was it was a very subjective term they called out from the Constitution. Okay. yeah, like freedom of expression or something comparable to that. Um, But but I think the point that a lot of people are missing, and again, this is coming from somebody who is 100 percent pro-choice is to your point of being democratic, Ty, like these people who are so upset about this aren't putting themselves in the other people's shoes whose opinion is also valid. Like not everybody who's pro-life is a white male who wants to control women's rights. There's a lot of very religious and maybe other, you know, subgroups of society that are women who have kids and have had kids who very strongly feel that abortion should not be legal or abortion at a certain point should not be legal. Well, let me, let me stop you quick right there. Cause I, this is one of the things I was grappling with was, so you said that point is valid, right? I I think everybody in America's opinion is valid to them. Yeah. They deserve an opinion. So um, I, and I couldn't think of one really, but is there a comparable situation where like, what's on the voting ballot is, is like what happens to someone's choice about like their own body. Cause I mean, especially like to a certain point, like it's not really a human being yet. Right. And like, that's a woman's body and they, they, you know, that's their decision obviously on whether to go route a or route B. So is there another situation like in 
life that applies that would be comparable where we're all like voting on what the woman next door should be able to do or not do. Not that I could think of. I, I can't think of anything. But, but, but and I, I agree with your point, but I also think like just because we don't agree with the logic and we're kind of looking at it that way doesn't mean the people who do feel very strongly in favor of being pro-life doesn't mean they're wrong. Like it's not a writer. Well, you could argue it's a morally or ethically right or wrong. Um, you could argue that for sure. But if enough people in a state support something where their state and local representatives are able to pass this in a, you know, democratic process of the house and the Senate and make it a law that more or less shows what people in that area want. Right. But again, they did it. They'd get voted out. Shouldn't all of that be invalidated if you're making choices and decisions for other people. So, so your point is, you should not be allowed to have a law where any government is telling a human what to do with their body. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just trying to yeah. better understand your point. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Right? Like, I, I yeah, can't I think could, of another... I could potentially argue. I could agree with that. Uh, you know, like, there's nothing... I can do literally whatever I want. I can shave my whole body. I can paint Maybe my drugs. body Maybe green. drugs would be a comparable example. Not being allowed to put drugs in your own body. Like why? Yeah, does... but but the dr- the drugs aren't humans, and they're not like being impacted. Yeah, I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts, Adam? Do you think that the government should be allowed to tell somebody what to do with their body at all? Should you even be allowed to have a law on abortion? I don't think so. Now I, I think. I, I I just want to say one thing because I, I what I also what's part of my thought process and my beliefs like because you said Jared which is totally valid it's a moral question right so my own personal feelings are I'm I don't support or like I wouldn't go out and advocate for women to be able to have abortions like right before the kid's born. Like I, yeah. I can't unless there's a health issue, if there's sure. a health issue, right? A- anything to do with like health of either the child itself or the uh, mother or any other like crazy circumstance. I'm gonna, you know, that should always be uh, legal, but uh, well, I, mean, so I, I think I, where do you I draw understand. that fucking line. I, I think the root, that yeah. Do you want to add something, Adam? Well, yeah, just just answering the question you asked. No, I, I, I think that, you know, it'd be nice if the government had a little less say and stuff like that or, or no say at all. And like, that's like a choice. It should just be leaving it up to the person to make that decision for themselves. And if they fuck up, if they do the wrong thing, that's on them. But at least you're leaving it in their hands and, in, and they're able to make their own destiny with it. I'm not really sure other than Roe v. Wade when the when this conversation about what woman can do with their body in this sense came up. I'm sure Roe v. Wade was not the first time it came up, but obviously that's the precedent that's been set for 50 years or almost 50 years. But 
it, it is kind of weird to like stop and think. I think Ty brought up a good point. Like think of any other law that's out there that's that specifically pinpoints what someone does with their body. I, like, you can't. I, I can't right. think of anything. Like, and I, I don't. I don't think if we can't think of anything off the top of our heads, it can't be something that's that crucial and that important. So it is puzzling to me. I don't think Congress should have a say over that, though. Like, we'll make a hypothetical for men that obviously isn't nearly on the same stratosphere of like consequence. But if let's say somehow they they pass something. You know, we're talking at the state level here, so not even like nationwide, but they pass something that says men cannot get vasectomies. Right. Like now, does that impact everybody? No. Like, do you die if you don't? Could you potentially die if you don't get one? No. Right. But we would be outraged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Outraged. I wouldn't like that either. Right. You'd be like, what the fuck are you? What? How on earth did the government in the United States of America just decide that I can't do something that I want to do. Right. So, I mean, you could, you could even just use like the mask example that we just lived through for two years. Right. Right. Obviously it's less intense, but like the government trying to tell us to wear a mask and, and, yeah, that's I mean, it's not right? to get a vaccine or to force to be getting or, a vaccine. Or to get, yeah, all yeah. of those. Yeah. But, but I, I think the reason we're struggling with this, and I agree with everything you guys are saying, is because there's no law to point to. That's what makes it gray, right? If you look at civil rights, voter rights, anything in the Constitution, there's a reason those are protected. And at the state, local, or federal uh, level, you can't write a law to impact somebody else's freedom of speech, right to own a gun, um, you know, you name it, right? Or in this example, do something with their own body. So you could almost say due to the lack of ability or political will to meaningfully address this topic over the last right, and actually 40, pass a bill. 40 years, pass a real legal bill yeah. that we end up in this gray area where you can have state. So you're more talking about like, the actual substance of the argument that this guy from the Supreme court is making. And like the fact that everything he's most of what he's saying is valid in terms of legalese. Is that what I, I was, I was saying more, more to your point of saying like, should a state government be allowed to put together a law that impacts what somebody does with their body and another living being? I, I, my moral answer and like philosophical answer is no, but the reason they can is because there's not a federal law that says they can't. Yeah. yeah. So in the, in right. the constant, yeah, there, there's, there's two kinds of powers in the constitution. There's expressed and implied express means it's like literally written in there. You can see it with your eyes implied is like, okay, like, you know, you can imply something from a law, maybe get that. Right. The right but to protest if, can look like a million different things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And this would be considered something that's a reserved power because if it's not, like Jared said, if it's not written in the constitution, you can't imply it off of anything that's already there, then by law, it is reserved for the states to decide. So to, to, your, to, to go off what you're saying, Jared, tech, I mean, should I, do I think that they can make laws about what someone does with their body? I don't think they should be able to, but technically states can do that. 
Yeah. At least they can now. And, 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 and with this, when this comes official, I think they said like some laws are automatically going to come yeah, into trigger laws. Yeah. Right yeah. away. As soon as this gets passed. So I don't think they should be able to do that. I think that, that's giving the States an odd amount of power, but technically that's what our constitution says. So everything that's been done as egregious as some people may think it is. And even we all agree, we all seem to be on the same page with the pro-choice part. They're doing nothing is nothing illegal is happening right now. No, and it's all within you, the parameters of our government. You hear a lot of people call out modern day Congress for it as being absolutely useless and kind of punting all the tough decisions of the Supreme Court. I think this is a good example we're talking through now of when you don't have the political will to actually implement a law that you can point to, you end up with everything being so subjective like this. And there's really no wiggle room, right? Like the Supreme Court can't just decide to, they don't have the power to just make a law, right? Like, no, they, they so, only enforce no. the they, law. Their job exactly. is to interpret laws. Yeah, yeah. Interpret, that's what yeah. I meant. So yeah. they, they just deem if a law is unconstitutional or not. So then the outrage towards the Supreme Court, do we think it's hyperbolic or do you think it's like legit? Do you think like, People are having like, is that outrage legitimate if it's directed towards the Supreme Court? It's tough because I, th- I think what makes this they could have Court... just not done anything, right? No, they had to give a decision because it was challenged by that oh, Missouri the Mississippi. law. Yeah, or yeah. Mississippi yeah. law, right? right. Okay. Whatever You're state right. it was. Yeah, yeah right. I think it was Mississippi, which again, that's common practice. This is what happens. Yeah, I think what makes it so polarizing and challenging is like, I want to say, yes, Ty, the, the anger is misplaced. But the fact that you can have a totally different decision now than you had in when was Roe versus Wade? years ago. 73. So you, you have the same, the same set of laws, the same set of facts, and you end up with a different opinion. And the only thing that's changed is the people that were po- appointed by political positions. So like, I, I want to say they're doing their job and they're enforcing the law and interpreting the law the way that it's written, but it, it is to some degree subjective. Like, cause like, is there some level of politics in it? And that's why the opinion is different now because it is a conservative court. Right. Cause if How they're really you know? just interpreting right. the law, the way that it's written, it shouldn't be, but clearly there's a different decision now than there was 50 years ago. And I like, well, I'll ask the history teacher. Do you happen to know Adam, like what the court looked like back then? As far as conservative versus liberal, I mean, honestly, I don't. <laughs> At the top of my head, I have no I, clue I just, what I'd be interested like. in that. Yeah, know? like if it were, but I mean, we've gone through a number of iterations of Supreme Court, right? You know, different yeah. people coming in and out. Oh so, yeah, and the I mean, expansion and it's held of it's for ex- fifty years. Right, it's expanded over time. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes, but the the power of judicial review has been pretty clear since um well glenn greenwald talked about it marbury versus madison which i remember learning about in high school but it established reaffirmed the the supreme court's ability to declare laws unconstitutional and that can happen at any point so again we can say like like again we don't really know like the opinions change i mean obviously you can point to the fact that it's a conservative court so it's not a crazy thought to have that opinion right. changed but the the practice that they just went through uh, supposedly because it's been leaked and we weren't supposed to know about it right now is is pretty accurate with how things have gone in the past 
I mean, I do respect the fact that they don't take these decisions lightly and they, you know, formalize an opinion and discuss that opinion amongst themselves and review it and challenge and argue. And like, I respect that because they're obviously having a thoughtful conversation. It's not a partisan vote like you'd see with a politician. Right. Um, But you can't help but think like, is what's going on behind the scenes? It, what was their back handshake deal when, you know, these last few Supreme courts were appointed under Trump of like, Hey, I get you in there when the time comes, you know, you know what the deal is. Like, I can't imagine being nominated Supreme court without some type of political influence. Well, even Barrett, I think had said like in her hearing that she didn't, like see or anything to be able to overturn Roe v. Wade. Like they asked her, like you know, yeah. point point blank, and like who's who is the other guy? Who is Kavanaugh? Um, Kavanaugh. Ka- Kavanaugh said the same thing because that's right. What, um, who's the lady from Maine? Susan Collins. Yeah. She's like freaking out now because she's the one who confirmed Kavanaugh, and she's like, I swear in my office, he said he wasn't going to do this. <laughs> so that that obviously, like knowing that set of facts lends more towards the politically driven angle right right so so but again we we can bring all this back to democracy i know i know but no but but if you cannot it just like it's almost as much of a moral objection that i have for this as i do for like, like I said, like some of the abortions that happen that I think are wrong. Um, and again, that's just my opinion. Like I got into trouble once because we were at home and we were talking about this as a family and like, you know, my sister's there and we're having a back and forth about it. And I just expressed that feeling like, you know, I, I think I probably used the wrong word. I think I'd said I would judge her, but. It, it, it's this thing where like, yes, I, I, on one hand, I, I totally agree that it's messed up for men to have any kind of say, right. in what a woman does with her body while holding that in my hand, you also have just as a human, right. Like you have this moral compass that you're trying to weigh. And like, if there's a woman out there right now, this is probably very few and far between. But, you know, you have a woman who's in her third trimester. And I mean, she just Erica just got into it and she, you know, she's big. You know, I can feel the kid. Right. I can feel it fucking punching her stomach and shit. Um, and if I picture a scenario where a woman just decides, like, I'm not ready for this. Like, again, I, I think it should be her choice, but I also can should be able to look through that same moral lens and say, I don't agree with it. Right. Is that yeah. fair or is that? I unfair? think that's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. So anyway, my point was, right. You said, Hey, this is democracy. It, it's wrong. I think it's wrong to give a man a vote on this issue. It just doesn't make any logical sense to me. But, but what about the, just to play devil's advocate, what about the woman's votes who feel strongly against our opinion? Those votes matter just as much as the man's votes. They men's def- votes too. They definitely do. And if there were some way to set up a woman-only vote, like maybe I'd feel more comfortable with this. 
but that's obviously not the case. And like, frankly, like, again, I, I do feel that this shouldn't be something that's able to be voted on. Like, yeah, this is a, a that's personal decision. Like, right. I don't think someone should go to the ballot box and based on majority rule, you decide what everyone else does. You So you think it should be a, what was the first type of right you said, Adam, before implied? Express. Expressed. It should be an expressed right. Expressed or implied. I don't fucking care. They apply the law, right? But yeah. But it it should be a right either in the Constitution or passes an amendment. Right. Like bodily autonomy, right? Like that should be in the Constitution. I don't you disagree know. with you. Hey, I, I, could, but I could guess. be the 28th Amendment one day. Who knows? Right. Because like, de- again, dude, could. back to the vaccine thing, right? Is there anything that protects us from the federal government like mandating it? Yeah. There is? I don't know what it is, but the Supreme Court <laughs> shot down both of Biden's vaccine mandates. I wonder what like uh, the principle was then. Like what yeah, in the I'd Constitution, know. you know, it would... Even yeah, but like which article did they that. cite? Uh, I looked up what they referenced in the original Roe versus Wade, and you were right, Ty. It was the right to privacy. So it could have okay. been the same thing as that. Could have been right to privacy. So but why the right- would why the fuck wouldn't like? And again, I I know the it's answer. Inter- it's interpretation well, or I, political, right? I know the answer is because again, we're dealing with we are dealing with like a human life. Yeah, can't ignore that fact. Can't get around it. No matter how you feel you acknowledge like we are talking about actual like lives. So I can understand why it's looked at differently than a vaccine. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man, it's just like, what kind of country are we if this falls apart and we have like 21 states that severely restrict abortion to like six weeks or ban it altogether? Because that effectively means no one's getting a safe abortion, right? Like at six weeks, that's when you find out. Like yeah. you barely, you, most people don't know before that. Yeah. So like what kind of fucking liberal society are we if like women aren't able to, to, to do that? I, I just well, think it, I think it's messed up. I want you to think about this. A hundred and we'll say 50 years ago, I don't know, 160 years ago, there was three gentlemen having a conversation just like we are right now, but they were probably in a saloon somewhere or maybe not in a building talking about civil civil rights the same way. Right. If they they were people who had, you know, morals were probably from the north. They said, how can we literally like have white people tell black people what they're allowed to do and not do where they can eat, drink, go to college, whether they can be free, et cetera. But until that was encoded in law, it was enforced at the state and local level and up for debate. So I, I think it's a comparable to Adam's point of maybe this is the next amendment. I think it's very comparable to look at it like that. We all agree. It's morally right, it's, outrageous. It's, it's men, right? I mean, that's how you have to frame it to make it, to make that yeah. logical comparison is it's men. How are we men able to decide what a woman chooses to do or not to do? Right. Or at that point, white men decide what black men can do and cannot do with their lives. And bodies, well, that's, right? That was the connection I was making. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I agree with everything you guys are saying. I wish that we would have this written into the constitution. 
Um, but until it's done, I don't think this debate's ever going to end. Okay, so let's segue then into the political reaction to this. Yeah, I think it's important. So I, I gave my opinion on like the leak, but what are your guys' thoughts? Well, so you had, obviously, as soon as this came out, I mean, every Democratic politician completely up in arms. Yeah, right. Right. Just like everybody else. Right. Reacting to it, how awful it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Liz Warren screaming on the streets of D.C. Um, I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. So. You know, obviously, we follow people from all sorts of ideologies. So at the same time, seeing all these insane tweets, you know, I'm seeing the likes of Kalinsky and Crystal and, you know, Brianna Joy Gray, all that saying, dude, you guys aren't off the fucking hook at all. Like, yeah, especially when Biden came out and made that statement, you know, he was vice president under Obama and like all these people that have been in Congress for years and years and years decades what where the fuck have you been like you just get to now jump and scream and tweet right in in reaction when you could have a number of different times codified it into law yep and then the supreme court wouldn't be able to strike anything down yeah yeah obama made it a prior or a claim to make it a priority Biden, Clinton, um, Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. I mean, so many people have had this I think option. Had a super they, they've all had too, seats, right? Yep. Yeah. They've so all had they seats literally at the table had, and they couldn't do it. Which, which Biden no, they decided right not to do oh, it. Right. Not yeah, that they, couldn't. they decided not to is what I meant to say. I misspoke. Yeah. Right. Like Biden doesn't have a supermajority right now. Like, so he doesn't have the votes to do it unless he like gets rid of the filibuster. Right. But and even then, o- I never understand Obama how they'd had- even get rid of the filibuster. But that's o- Obama a had a supermajority. Obama Dude. and Clinton both campaigned yeah. on it, had a supermajority, didn't do shit. Obama said it was going to be the first thing he was going to do when he got elected. Yep. Right. So day one, baby. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I kind of am like, this is bullshit. You guys fucking flying off the handle like this. Like, as soon as Barrett was uh, nominated, everyone was like, Roe v. Wade's going to be on the table, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. So it was no fucking secret. And and this uh, Missouri law that you're talking about, I think is from 2018. I wouldn't be surprised. So it takes, it takes years to get something usually exactly. out to the Supreme Court. Yeah, exactly. So like all this has been known i mean maybe not to the average everyday american but certainly if you're in politics that was the discourse at that time when she got nominated was watch out this shit's yeah. gonna, this shit's gonna come up and you know e- even right now like i to your point jared i don't fucking know how he does it but i know with a simple majority you can abolish the filibuster and then with that, or or maybe he could he would do it by executive order. I have no idea. But then they could have the 51 majority that they have and pass a law that stands for time. So and he was asked, Biden was asked, like, if you're are you willing to do that? Are you willing to abolish the filibuster? And he was like, ah, I'm not ready to comment. 
So it's like, how are you at one side of your mouth saying this is the most critical moment in, you know, recent political memory, right? Like this is extremely consequential. Like, and it's not lying when you say like lives are at stake here. Like some women yeah. might die because they can't get one. If this passes in a state like Texas says you can't do it here, you might have deaths, like, you know, people dying on your hands. Yeah. So how can you say that in one breath, but then not be willing to do whatever it takes to actually do something about it on the other end? And I, th I think what made me my blood boil the most were all of the tweets of this is why you need to go out and vote in November. Right, dude. Vote right. blue 2022. It was in his state. To keep us in power. Yeah, it was in Biden's statement. Like, I won't comment on the filibuster, but just keep keep us in power and so everything will be all right. continue to do absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And people are going to still wonder why. Why is there going to be this? inevitable upheaval in congress this is a perfect example why yeah it's their own fault totally like even so adam's um, good friend Paige, she's super nice she's very liberal and even she was posting stuff on her instagram story of like bullshit you've had two super majorities and plenty of time to codify this and you guys have done nothing don't forget that people so yeah. i i don't think they're pulling the wool over anybody's eyes with this i think they're pulling the wool over a lot of people's eyes i don't think many people think that critically about this i just think it's binary republican bad democrat good because they say all the right things all the time I, I think you're right in our bubbles our social bubbles i think on the in the swing states i think it's way more nuanced you're yeah i'm you're probably right right like the uh, the Twitter bubble is probably who I'm referring to, right? And and as we just like, said, it's yeah, invalid. we live in a, well, you don't live in a blue state anymore, but grew up in a blue state. Me and Adam live in a blue state. Right? Yeah. Like I guarantee if I, like, I started walking around and like asking people, I mean, it'd definitely be mixed here. Like Dallas is not like Dallas is metropolitan. Like if you go to yeah. Fort Worth answers may be different, but yeah, you're, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people here who are that they, they would call themselves pro-life. Definitely. And I think it's, um, it's funny because like we know what's going to happen like in Rhode Island, like you're going to be fine. They're, they're never yeah. going to put any, they're not never going to put any restrictions on abortion in a state like Rhode Island or Massachusetts. But like, there's plenty of purple States out there. That's kind of a toss up and that that's super interesting. Like yeah. Georgia, you know, it, like in the last several elections, it's gotten more and more uh, blue. And now it's, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. But wouldn't that and, be scary as a woman to be in those states? Yeah, right now? yeah. Because at For least, sure. at least if you're in Texas, you you know, like you're not going to be shocked when like Abbott puts forth a law that he already did. Like, well, right, he already did. Yeah. So maybe Texas is a bad example, but like another red state in the South that eventually puts forward a law, you're not going to be shocked. But like Georgia, Florida, like all these other places that like it can go either way, and that that's going to be very interesting to watch. So do you think that the same way I do that this is an absolute fucking the biggest gift anyone's ever received for the Democrats right now? No, I mean, it potentially it potentially could, because, again, not everyone pays attention. I mean, not not to toot our own horn, but I feel like we all pay pretty close attention to what happens in in domestic politics. But a lot of people don't. And I really think that 
well, there's not a person on this earth, or at least in the United States, that doesn't know what's happening right now. Well, yes, I know. Yeah, but are they going to go back and do their history and do their homework and see, oh, well, this is just another example of of the left doing nothing with the power that they have. We have. Will most people do that? I don't know. And I think the easy answer for them or the easy response will be, oh, well, you know, I don't want to see any more of this stuff, stuff happening with a Republican in, in charge or a Republican dominated Congress. I'll just keep voting the way I am. But that that's the only thing they can do, right? What else are they going to do? If it gets worse under a Republican state legislator, right? You got to. Well, I, I meant more of like, I meant more of the presidency. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I, that's I, an interesting perspective that. on it. Maybe, maybe it does impact the state politics more than it does. Um, it could Congress. I, right. I mean, some states more than others. Again, like Rhode Island, Texas, you know what, you know where they're going to stand. Yeah. On but say, it's, say it's, I guess, Virginia already had their election, but Ohio, right? Yeah. I think Ohio's flip flopped a couple of times. Florida, you know, you may have now, some people apparently. now who say, Hey, you know what? I don't like what Biden's doing. And maybe I, I vote red for, you know, our rep and our Senator, but when it comes to our governor, fuck that. I'm not losing our, you know, right for abortion here in Florida. I could see it playing out like that. Yeah. Right. Like I think could. there's not a ton of things that can make people single issue voters, but like Portnoy said it. He was like, look, like if you make me vote on this, I'm voting Democrat. He's like, like just, just abortion. No, but like if that's on, if that's now on the table, right. And one party's going to help try to secure that right. And the other party's not. He's like, if you're going to make me choose that, I'm choosing Democrat because, you know, voting Republican is only going to, unfortunately, have it go the other way. So he's like, if, if you're putting this on the ballot box, if that's a part of, you know, what people are running on now and it's legitimate, I'm voting Democrat. Like I would say the same way. Well, like most of the times I'm I'm probably going to vote Democrat just because you know there's more hope there at, at least. I mean, Republicans just don't do shit, you know, and it'll help you, us. Like the Democrats, I, I know, <laughs> but at least they have the similar ideas to what or similar views to what I share. Like they, they don't nice end state. up, yeah, they don't they don't end up doing it right, sure. which is. A huge problem, but they have the nice stickers on their on their plane as they drop bombs. Yep. Yeah, I mean they'll all run on like you know single payer healthcare, but none of them will do it. Right. I I think the interesting variable is going to be. There's no doubt this changes the cultural debate before midterms. Does it change it enough for everybody to stop thinking about woke culture and all of that type of stuff and only start thinking about this? Or are people know. still going to factor in both and the economy, right? Right. So, so will it have an impact? Yes. Is it enough impact where I think the Dems have any chance of still holding on to the House and Senate? No, I don't think so at all. I think they still get slaughtered. I maybe, think maybe the they, they get a couple more seats. Yeah. Like, what's their What's their margin in the House? Four seats? Five? Something silly. It's very close. Yeah. yeah. Like that could be like two states worth of representatives in, you know, in the South. I think ultimately you're right, Jared. And like prior to this leak, you know, when people were curious about a a, a representative's 
thoughts on abortion. It was more just like, Ooh, like I agree morally with this person or, okay. Like I like the way this person thinks, or I don't like the way this person thinks now people are going to be like, like Ty said, people are going to be, some people are going to be voting strictly on, Oh, are you going to restrict abortion rights? Or are you going to just let people choose? Like it's something they can actually have a, a, a significant impact on. So it'd be curious to see voting trends going forward. If this eventually or inevitably goes through. Another thing we didn't mention, if you're a liberal woman that like does deeply care about this, you may go out and vote now. No, like, don't you look back and say, fuck Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. Honestly, if you really care. Yeah. Yep. If you she really wanted care. To be with, with Hillary, she wanted to keep that seat. Like, if you really care, like, you can bash Republicans because they're, you know, they run on pro-life shit. I'm all for it. But you can't in good faith not, if you know, not criticize the Democratic establishment and the likes of someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Dude, she's a, she's a been a hero, lawyer. though, man. She's on candles and T-shirts. I know. You can't criticize her. All she had to do was fucking retire, and they had, had a... pancreatic cancer, and she wouldn't retire. Yep. So, I mean, if you're being honest, it's fine if you are you don't want to be, as long as you admit it, but if you're being honest, you have to criticize those things. I mean, totally. it could have been law. This isn't even something that needed to be... Ever have ever taken place? Yeah, they could have done. Totally agree. There's a lot that could have been done that wasn't, and now they're left, you know, posting their memes and their tweets and all this stuff, where they're the ones that could have done something about this a while ago and saw coming down the pipeline. And quite honestly, I think it's as simple as this. I don't think any of them ever thought this was actually just going to happen. Yeah, I think they just, ah, you know, don't worry about it. They're never going to overturn it and just sat idly by and they just don't have the political will. They just don't have the will to do it. They're, they're That's useless, as simple as that. Dude. Yeah. They're, you, yeah. Like, even when the decision came in, like I thought for maybe 10 seconds, oh, what are the Dems going to do to respond to this? Are they going to put a mad press on or passive? No, they're not going to do anything. They immediately are oh, I mean. not going to do like, anything. They're not, they're not going to do anything. Like, a thing. They're going to yeah. try and send 33 billion more dollars to Ukraine. That's what they're trying to do right now. <laughs> Yeah. And and I'm not going to pretend that like I've been I've had Roe v. Wade on my mind the last three years. Fuck no. Um, no I obviously, mean, nobody we've, has. We've, no, we've talked about it. But people in politics, people in those positions where they're elected officials, not to say they should have the foresight about this stuff, but this should be a conversation that they should have been having. Yeah. It's something it's, that their base. Yeah. Like 91 percent of them support like legal in all cases. Right. So if you're there to serve the people, yeah, that got you in office, you would think you would make a priority of it, right? We're we're being naive. The Democrats don't do anything that people want. They work for the donor class. Yeah, I mean, but there's no donor class. Who who the fuck is paying them that's preventing them from doing something about this? Nobody, but they're not making them prioritize it either. The voters. Who's not making them? The donors. And spending special interests. They don't care about it. I guess right, that was my point. They, they only act on things the special interests ask them to act on. Was my guys, point. Just, just remember, this is a uni- uh, anonymous tweet. Based on the way they actually govern, there's only one party, <laughs> and it serves only the donor class. How do we special forget? Interests. 
Yeah. Mo. Mo to Zuby. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that? Zuby. No. What What do you say? Mo what? <laughs> Mo to Zuby. Like tweeting to Zuby. Oh, page like, right. Well, that is the name of the podcast now. Motazubi. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um. Ooh, that was a good conversation. Good debate. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. we just we just unpacked that nuanced topic more than any cable news network has in the last forty eight oh, hours. No question. No question about. Give that. us a TV deal. Give us an ad. There are no three people that are more qualified to talk about abortion than us. Let's well, and pretty clear. they're going to go from this segment where, you know, we send this out and try to get advertising. Like, wow, these man, these guys are pretty insightful. They're pretty they're pretty good. And then they're going to keep listening. And they, what the fuck is this guy what? saying? What? No, what the no. fuck? Because no. no. this next topic is the most fucking bizarre thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Like, I have no idea how this came to your mind. Well, well I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll let Jared say it, but I know I know exactly where this came from. I knew exactly what it was where it was going coming from as I read it. But Jared, go yeah. introduce it. So I, I'm a big fan of history. And oftentimes I just catch myself kind of daydreaming and thinking about <laughs> random shit. And this afternoon at like three thirty, I started going down a rabbit hole of like, um, I wonder what the hell life was like in like the late 1800s as people were colonizing West. And as Adam mentioned, I'm reading a book right now called Empire of the Summer Moon, which is all about the Comanche Indians, Native Americans, who were like the most barbaric, powerful Native American tribe that owned all of Texas and part of New Mexico. Um, and I was reading the book. I've only read two chapters, but just like hearing what life was like for Americans not that long ago is absolutely insane. You know, you know what made me think of it as I, as I was sitting there in my sweats and slippers, making a very comfortable living, like bitching about nonsense in my guest room. Like, damn, my life is so easy compared to how these people had to live in the 1860s. So it made me think, what would I have been like back then? Would I have been somebody who would like brave enough to like adventure West and discover the Western part of America? Would I have fought in the Civil War if I didn't? If I just wanted to live like a simple life, what did a simple life even look like then? Do you just have some land like in Rhode Island? And you just have a little farm and homestead and live off the land? Like, what do you think life was like back then? It it sucked. I think <laughs> I think we're I think back we then they were probably like. Can you fucking imagine living a hundred years ago? Oh, you wouldn't even have cooking pots or cooking pans. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I guess I, I was kind of thinking, oh, Jared, I'll let you finish. And then I was going to answer your question. Yeah. The specific example I thought of is that. So in the chapter I read last night, they talked about how they were giving land away out West in Oklahoma for free to anybody who was willing to settle it. Oklahoma and parts of Texas, Northern Texas. Um, and they were giving like thousands and thousands of acres. So this family, they had like five or six people sign up, went there together. They got like 5,000 acres of land. The catch is it's outside of the protected kind of city that the um, rangers patrol and protect. So there's a chance you're out in the wild. Some bad things could happen with Native Americans. And I was like, I don't know if I would have the guts to do it. They're offering you thousands of acres of land, a good, simple living, new place, adventure, but you could be killed in your sleep by Comanche Indians. 
I don't know. So what would you choose? Well, I want to have Adam go. He was going to say something. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just saying, I, I can't think of anything worse than being out in the Wild West on a farm. Because at any moment, like you said, Jared, uh, an Indian tribe can just come down upon you, slaughter you, scalp you, all the shit they do. A dust storm could come through, destroy all my crops. Locusts, which was a real thing um, in, in this country at one point, can just come in and just destroy everything I've grown, kill all my livestock. And I'm not even 100% sure if I would have consistent access to water. Like the people that actually went out there and settled that land were fucking psycho, but they also <laughs> probably, they were, they were leaving something that, wasn't wasn't sure great footed for them yeah they weren't, they so weren't like, living like i'm living there's right a now. reason why they decided to go out west and a lot of it's like i can do whatever the hell i want at least it was like that for a time before you know manifest destiny took its toll and eventually those areas were all settled and laws were established but i don't know I, i'd much rather be in rhode island on a little farm like ty said i think that sounds way better than being out <laughs> in the wild west i don't know what it's a lawless land it's truly a lawless land and that that terrifies me what about you, Ty? I was trying to think about it, and I'm probably uh, thinking a little later down the, the uh, historical timeline. But I was like, dude, I'd love to fucking go out to Denver and be a gold miner. Sure. California, be one of the 49ers. Yeah, like, is that around the same time? Well, that was 1849. Yeah, it was, that was, it was the gold rush. That area was probably developed a decade or two before Oklahoma and Northern Texas. That's what, as they that's continue what my to move west. So you'd so say, you'd, all right, gold miner. You'd, you'd chase the gold. I mean, I, mean, I guess I wouldn't know what Denver looks like back then, but dude, knowing right. what I know now, <laughs> like <laughs> they're all just blazing, like they I'd, are now. I'd love, I'd, I'd love to be in that beautiful of an area. Like I want to live there now, right? So sure, like, you know. That would be incredible. Have a fucking ranch out in Colorado, dude, or like Montana or Wyoming. And you're yeah, just mining for gold. I agreed with that thought process until I'm reading how these people were all killed in the middle of the afternoon by Comanche Indians because they left their gate door open. Left their I mean, gate I, door I'm open. Sure Wait, was, that, was, sure that the, do- right. was that gate door really keeping them out? <laughs> yeah. Shit, it's locked. The, it was supposed, right, we'll try again according tomorrow. To the, according to the book, they built quite the fortress, and then the guys would go out and work the fields during the day, but one day they left the door open. Comanches came in, killed all the adults, raped them, scalped them, kidnapped the kids, um, and that's as far as I made it. So, yeah, farming with a beautiful view in Montana and Colorado sounds great but you willing to take that risk and deal with that yeah nope. i mean absolutely not just don't leave the door you, you can't protect yourself <laughs> just like, make sure you close the gate they didn't they didn't have uh you know there's a nine autom- automatic rifles back then <laughs> no you yeah. had a musket yeah so you got you get one shot off there's 30 <laughs> there's 30 indians surrounding you with, but, with bows and arrows yeah with, with so by the time minute. you see them you're already shot with an arrow yeah yeah but just like what what a wild i'd love to time. be a comanche indian dude that sounds fucking incredible well until you get wiped out you know, that, that oh, part's i know not but great. like dude no spoilers <laughs> <laughs> those dudes but, are badass so in the Absolutely. first first chapter they were sharing a story of they literally 
used to, uh, in addition to scalping people and they would hang your body, like as you were scalps, you were still alive. They'd cut open your gut and fill it with hot coals. <laughs> well, when you talk about savages, I mean, that's savages. You know, that's the definition of that. Then again, we did some pretty horrible stuff to the well, white men. That, that, that's why they, stuff, that's you know? why they did it. They did it right. as revenge to the white man. And you can't really blame them because it's been you know, no. years and years at that point of just being yeah. pushed. And people just come in and are like, hey, get the fuck out of here. This is mine now. Yeah. <laughs> be like, Pretty much. What? I, I didn't know that they put, at that point, all Native Americans, other than the Comanches, were um, stuck, sent to Oklahoma. They kept that moving was west after until the they settled in Oklahoma. Tribes in Oklahoma even that was that, after the um, Trail of Tears. Okay. In the 1820s, Andrew Jackson, for, you know, is the... Uh, uh, it was it was the uh, the the Bataan Death March of that time, essentially. Yeah. Or Bataan Death March, whatever. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Messed but up. yeah, it's um pretty similar to that. Yeah, that was the reserved land, Indian land. And then until they decided, hey, we want to go further west, you're actually going to move a little further west so to accommodate us. So it was always uh it was always changing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it would be fit- great though to get a little ranch right outside uh, Boston. Going to the city in the weekends. Ride, the ride hustle, your horse. Go, go have a beer with Paul well, think about the dichotomy, right? Like you yeah. literally have a city that, I mean, how long, when did Boston get incorporated? Like 16, Dude, it was like one of, mid 1600s or something ridiculous like that. Um, Yeah. Like later 1600s. Yeah. Later it was like 1600s. the main city established. So like you go um, from that life that to, you know, the desert of Oklahoma. Like I don't know, man. I, I think yeah, city yeah, life probably kind wasn't of a that deal. I'll stay where less Comanches are. Let's put it that way. I'll stay where less of them are. And to segue quickly, that so that's why I texted you guys about that conversation I had because in my in my head I'm like I've never met anyone like this, right? I mean, this dude was a straight up like generations family long just rancher like lived off the land this was your buddy you went with or the guy who owned the land the guy who owned the land he came to have dinner with us um and so greg the guy i was with he was hammered so he wanted (laughs) to go outside and like have a fire so a couple of people left and i was just like i just don't feel like going outside by the fire i wasn't really drinking or anything um but I'd had that fucking gummy. So I was also like, you know, stoned. And I was like, I don't, oh God, I don't, I don't want to go outside. And then I realized I'm like, holy shit, I'm stuck inside with this guy who's just him and I <laughs> look over. I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, I'm trying to think, like, do I just get up and like say I'm going out to the fire? Like, what do I do? And I end up just sitting there. And it was like just one of the most fascinating 30 minutes, dude, I've had in a long time. It was crazy. Give us a summary. Like, so he just talks about, um, of course, like now, you know, I forget a lot of it, but, um, <laughs> you know, like they just. Sounds they like ha- a me story. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. So it sounds life, life altering. Well, and I was going, you know, as I'm going through it, I'm like, I, I should write some of this shit down because I, I knew I was going to forget about it. But um, like just describing like, you know, how he was raised, like his dad was a horseshoe. That was his job. Jesus. His dad was a horseshoe, like would literally 
take his job was to fucking take off horseshoes, clean them and put them back on. And I guess like this guy, like honest day's work, did that and then like went to be a cowboy. And like as a cowboy, you were making like, I don't know, something crazy, like 20 bucks a day or, you know, some something, some ridiculous number like you're making nothing. And he's like, I did that for a while. And he's like, I tried to, I forgot what jobs he had. He had like a couple, like not totally regular, but not like ranching jobs. And he, and he came back and, you know, he's just like, you know, there's not a lot of people that can live a life like this. Like he doesn't, he's never like traveled, like, you know, like you think about the life experiences we've had, dude. I mean, this guy only knows that land. Yeah. And like, he, he sh- like he shows up right and he's got jeans and like a white uh button down tucked in with his cowboy hat and his jeans are full of dirt like they're not even blue on the front they're just dirt and like the hat was like you could just tell he'd been worn for fucking years and it's like this guy's life like if i told if i walked him through all the things that someone like me someone as simple as me has been through in life You'd just be like, holy shit. Like, you probably think we're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, and to him, like, literally all he knows are, like, his cattle and, you know, his crops. And, like, he literally, so that's why, like, he literally lives, you know, with obviously, like, electricity and running water and stuff. Yeah. He lives the life of someone that we're talking about back in the day. Right. Like, so there are still people out there today, dude, living like that. Pretty I mean, wild. this guy had yeah. a, a, as heavy, like as heavy of an accent as I've heard. Like it was almost hard to understand him. He was just so heavy Texas Southern drawl. Was he a nice and guy? Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Just, like he, he I think he could tell I was be. interested in it. In it. Yeah. And so he was just like chatting up a storm, like telling nice. me all these fucking stories. And it was just like kind of a crazy experience. It's like we would net. You can never talk to someone like that or maybe there's a few of them out there but never in our island Island, that's right sure you come across someone that for all their life and all their family's life they've known one plot of land it probably fucking dates back to what we're talking about like probably does dude his generations of families like he you know his family probably went out there and settled on the land and ever since they've been fucking ranching it yeah i mean in a lot of ways like that's as close as you'll get to like an alien encounter within yeah. our country, just because like or, someone or a that, time like, machine or yeah, time machine, just something like worlds different, two totally different worlds colliding with you and this guy having a thirty minute conversation. Yeah, it was so cool. Like I wish I recorded it because I'm sure there were some like good anecdotes that I forgot, but. I would say you're a pretty good uh, undercover recorder. I'm surprised. I know. Well, and there was that. also a couple times where. I was trying because it was another guy that was with us who like uh, is on the deer lease with this guy, Greg, um, it, just texting through and through fucking fat load, doesn't wear a belt. So his ass is hanging out half the time, you know, just a, a good old boy. And like I was tempted to because I knew like they're not like us, like they wouldn't understand like if my phone's turned and whatever. And I was like almost tried to take a couple of videos to send to you guys. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. 
But yeah, I, you, I, uh, I should have recorded that conversation. Did you meet any lifelong friends on this trip or no? I mean, the, the guy, Greg, he's like my I, I love him. Like we get along so well, but he's like 62 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but I Young mean, buck. Yeah, he, he, he's just he's awesome, dude. Like, you know, so he, like I said, he is there to have a good time. Like when we pulled up, he did say that to me. He was like, look, this is hillbilly heaven right here. Like you don't get it. And, you know, as soon as we get unpacked, he's like, hey, I got a job for you. I think he's going to ask me, like, move stuff around. He's like, go pour us a couple drinks. And it was like the middle of the day. Like we had barely gotten unpacked. He's like, go pour me a drink. And in the morning, first thing you'd be like, hey, can you go make a Bloody Mary for us? (laughs) <laughs> like first thing in the morning we got four hours of sleep and he was not, almost not able to walk last night and he's like i need a bloody mary but dude he fucking cracked me up like it would be way funnier if you knew what this guy looked like in his face but he's that night after that conversation like they leave they go back to their house and it's just greg and i but you and- guys have a cabin we slept in his trailer. So they all have trailers and they have okay. like a kind of a central cabin. Um, it was disgusting, by the way, like pure <laughs> disgust. Like, and you know me, I'm like, you know, I'm a little bitch when it comes to that stuff. And it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. But um, so we're that night, you know, they leave and it's just him and I and he's wasted. I'm not. And he's like, all right, what do you think? Like, you want to go out in the morning again? Because I had fucking missed both of my pigs that I could have shot. He's like, you want to go out in the morning again? Like, that's our last shot. And I was like, no, dude, no. Because that would have mean we literally had to be up in like three hours. I was like, no, let's not do that. He's like, all right. He's like, let's have another drink then. I'm like, Greg, (laughs) no. I was like, Greg, it's fucking 3 a.m. I was like nobody's here just go to bed and like he turns around dude like back towards the door and like bows his head he's like looks back at me he's like oh you know man and he like looks up and literally just goes like this i'm trying to have some fun (laughs) (laughs) like literally like it's wide-eyed and like it's all excited i'm trying to have some fun that's awesome fucking dying laughing i'm like greg no no Finally, he was like, "All right, yeah, it's a good idea. Let's go. Let's go to bed." <laughs> it was unbelievable. Wow. Quite an experience. But so, I will. I will say, right? I killed the raccoon. So there, everyone out there calls them coons for short. <laughs> Love it. So I'm talking about raccoons this whole time, just for yeah. That, that's a good disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's like. You know, we're talking about how to hunt, how to shoot, how to, you know, shit like that. And he's like, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's like, if you got your scope on a pig and you see a rack and you see a coon, you shoot that fucking coon. <laughs> he's like, I was like, really? He's like, I hate coons. And he's like, I, it was unbelievable his hatred for raccoons. Cause they fuck up all his shit. They'll go out there and like uh, mess with the feeders and take his wires down for his cameras and lights. So he fucking hates him. 
and he was uh talking about the story where you know he took someone out there and he's like uh they took one shot at the coon and stopped i looked over at him and i was like what the fuck are you doing man shoot that fucking coon find him <laughs> up <laughs> so that's awesome when i finally shot it and it was the only thing i killed all weekend he was like all right you redeemed yourself like, <laughs> you shot a fucking coon i was like oh my god greg unbelievable how um how difficult what was it to shoot and like with aiming and everything was it was it pretty uh hard it was tough. like the recoil yeah it was tough um we did like uh target practice for a while at first and like i i was i was in a range most of the time but there were a couple that went astray um but dude like i i haven't done enough so like i fucking flinch like as soon as i know i'm about to pull the trigger like my everything naturally flinches because i'm waiting because i mean it's ridiculously loud um (laughs) and you know there's kick so i'm like anticipating that and so both times i tried to shoot the pig i felt myself like flinch and oh. you're supposed to like keep firing, but like, dude, I mean, it's a fucking high powered rifle. And like, it, like I need to like reset myself before I keep shooting. But he's like, no, man, you fucking pull the trigger once smooth and slow and like hold your aim and you fucking keep pulling that trigger. So I was like, I don't know. I just can't, I can't get myself to do it. Um, but what, what, what do they do when they kill the pigs? Is it just population control or do they eat them? both so they do eat them yep nice yep. did you guys get to eat any no we didn't kill any oh, he, did, didn't he didn't either? shoot a gun at, he didn't shoot a gun at all like it was just me hunting so like, he was there to hang <laughs> oh okay yeah. yeah that's funny yeah um but yeah so they'll do both because like i and i it's the first time i've seen uh, like seen it in person like i've heard it like uh all about the damage they do to the land yeah like millions of, dollars bad. of damage and like I see like what they do to the ground and they just fucking dig and bury like these massive holes everywhere. Like it's like a minefield. And I was like, oh, shit. Now I can see how that would be detrimental. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many of them. So, so many of them. So like they need ha- the ranchers need our help to like do that and keep the population down. Um, but mm-hmm. with the with the raccoon shot, I was like, over, I was probably over 100 yards away and I used his like bigger high powered rifle and I shot it once and, and it hit like its upper back and I saw it like limp away and the fucker came back wow it came back and like went inside of this pen they keep a pen around um, so like the deer can go in and get it and the pigs don't but this thing went back into the pen he's like shoot that motherfucker shoot it shoot it <laughs> and i got one more shot and i was like all right i fucking got him but like it's fu- it's hard like I a raccoon it. like that it, far I, away, yeah like i was shot that's a I small target did it yeah yeah i mean it at least was, the, it was a fun the pigs are like much bigger maybe that could be my summer gig maybe i can rent get rented out to a ranch in texas and just be <laughs> just like the, pig control a sniper all summer yeah, I mean, it was worse, worse jobs, like working at a beach. You'll end up like the guy <laughs> putting <laughs> cones around. You'll end up like the guy in Jurassic Park that was hunting the. the <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a Get giant boar mauled. standing behind you. Yeah. Clever girl. That does sound pretty awesome, though. If hey, it, next it time was, we go yeah. to Texas, let's plan something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, it, it was fun. Like I, it's I think not in that guy's trailer. Yeah, I asked Greg about it, um, and he's like, "You can pay, you know, to have people take you out, and we could go hunting." But yeah. he's like, "They're not going to let you drink." Like true. Yeah, understandable. Greg wanted to drink all day, <laughs> and he's like, "Nothing more fun than guns and alcohol." So like Love that it. was that was at least fun because it's boring, dude. Like you're sitting there quiet for a long time. Yeah. And we were like whispering, telling stories, ch- chatting the whole time. But like drinking definitely is an activity that, you know, at least makes time goes by a little faster. So you'd have would, to put a muzzle on me and Adam to get us to whisper. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be a huge be bad. problem. Wait, we, we wouldn't be able to get the. Uh, pig, pigs within 100 yards of us. And hey, hey, do you guys see that? <laughs> I got him. I got him. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Pig, pig, pig. <laughs> what? And with Adam, dude, like they can catch your scent like over 100 yards away. Yeah, I'd really he, smells like, dude, he, he smells like one of them. He smells like one of them. They won't even notice. <laughs> Greg was taking a piss in a in a bottle. Because he said you can't go outside and piss while you're doing this because they'll scent it. Wow. So, so the key I, is to just roll, roll in pig shit. If, <laughs> and if, then if, go hunt. If Adam's upwind of them, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to just be in a lookout somewhere, like a couple hundred yards away. Could you imagine if I had made like a raccoon hat? Like who's that? Who's the famous guy at it? Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Yeah. Dave, that'd be, that'd be Davey, epic. Davy Crockett. Yeah. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. Fought at the Alamo. Did he? he I don't did. know that. We've come full circle. Yeah. We're at the Alamo. All right, boys. Did we start? Did we start at the Alamo? No, but in my head, I was at the <laughs> Alamo when I was when I was talking about um, going west. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Whew. All right, sign us off. Great top, great thing. <laughs> what? Great what? I just meant to say great talk and great pod. It came out as great top. Then I said great. <laughs> I said great thing. I love you guys. <laughs>